Warning, the following podcast contains three of the three amigos and anyone else who is not an amigo is therefore a racist. Yes, I said it. Or well, also, of course, language. And I got also, news yeah. for you. <laughs> Shocking. Hello and welcome to Shake and Not Nerd, your weekly pop culture news and movie review show. I am one of your hosts, Duty, and with me, as always, on Shake and Not Nerd is Ian, the huge footlong Johnson. How are you, Ian? And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> so good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Happy to be not Tom. Oh, and uh, and speaking of the person who's not Tom, Tom. Hello. How are you? Unhappy to be Tom. <laughs> but are you happy to be here? Aww. No, I'm ecstatic to be here. I am so happy right now. I am looking forward to an incredible show, guys. Let's let's do this thing. Duty, how are you? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty tired. Uh, the uh, the episode with G-Man recorded about two days ago, and I'm still my liver's still recovering from that. So that was that was fun. Um, how much did you drink? I finished off the bottle of proper twelve. <laughs> <clears throat> oh god okay. now, now I need context How full was it when you started? It was about halfway oh, Yeah, it was, it, was, it was one of those things where like the, the, the child in my brain went If I bring the bottle with me to the room to record I don't need to get a fresh drink In the middle of the episode So why would okay. I sit there recording That's adult could, thinking Yeah, you, you could just hear every now and then the, the cork going gunk Out of the bottle as I'm pouring throughout the episode And you just see ice smashing against glass Like <laughs> when you're drinking and stuff, it's, wow! It was a fun episode. It was real good. That's I very sounds very reminiscent of our uh, earlier episodes back when we didn't record oh, on yeah. Sunday morning. Oh, the episode yes. of you drinking a whole bottle of Captain Morgan on camera is fucking fantastic. Was it on camera? I don't think it was on. It was on. Yeah, it's remember. it's on YouTube. You could watch Tom just open it, crack it. Is it? You see it that was an episode. Nintendo it's episode, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> in the old. It was in the old apartment. The second episode I was on, I think. It was fucking fantastic. Oh, wow. It's a good it's a good video to go back and watch if you want to see Tom progressively drink a bottle. And show <laughs> Just, no sign. That's <laughs> yeah, no sign. <laughs> that's how we that's how we time stamped the video. <laughs> hey, here's the bottle. But uh, it is only the three of us today, which means one thing. I don't think any of us can do the uh, the Arriba quite as well as Fuzzy can, which is disappointing. No, no, I'm, I'm not even going to try. But uh, with that being said, it's time for the news. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's a top ten news countdown! <laughs> I forgot that was me for a second. I went, ooh, shit! <laughs> that panic in your eyes. I just got really confused because every so often when it gets to number 10, I expect the old sound effect. And when it's not, I'm like, wait, what? I expect that. All right, number 10. We have... Now, I'm going to test this out again. and Let's actually see how this goes. Maybe because it's only going to be two people doing it, it may work a little better. We have a Rumor Thurman. Rumor Thurman! <laughs> 
Judy, Judy ruined that one. See, I was hoping all it right. would be. Wait, try it again. All right. Take two. Take two. Right. Take two. Set set a line, Tom. Uh, we have say the line, Bart. <laughs> we have a rumor Thurman. Rumor Thurman. Rumor Thurman. That's not gonna fucking work, man. Gonna be uh, so many dead airs to Tom to remove. No, no. <laughs> let's try it I again. Remember, I ain't remember that. Um, One more time. Well, I, I, I assumed you would both just say rumor Thurman normally, and then I could go in post and add them together. But you're both just like <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're done goofed. You're done goofed, and I'm not Hang happy. Hang on, Tom. So number ten, Ruma we had. Oh, see, oh Jesus it, Christ. Where there is no official word yet, but there are rumours circling around that Borat 2 looks like it is being filmed in Los Angeles. So, obviously, the first Borat was back in 2006, which is quite when some time we were ago now. But a wee wild child. Wee wild child. Would have been, what, 12? 2006? Man. Yeah, shit. No, 14. 14. Yeah, yes, no. 14, sorry. <laughs> Math. Can't oh god! I've, I've just. <laughs> what are we? Twelve? <laughs> no. There, there goes my series. Of t- I've lost two years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my series of Tom math. <laughs> Plus two is twelve. You minus take, one. You take the good. Tom you math. take the bad, and sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bora, very nice. Well, yep. you see, the, th- the thing that I get about this is that how does that I don't think that's going to work because the whole thing with the first one yeah. is nobody knew who he was now I feel like the world would know who Borat is especially in Los Angeles yeah well yeah, maybe that's the whole thing maybe it's supposed to be different this time that now he's sort of well known I don't know yeah, I don't so, know. I'm um, sure if he was going to do it that he wouldn't just do it for money surely not no no it's because well, he's what- bored I was I was watching because he did like a university address the other week I think and I was listening to what he was saying um, and it inspired me to look at it and go what has he been doing lately and that's the point where I was just like oh living off his wife's paycheck I see yeah what's Isla Fisher doing <laughs> still not living off wedding crashes money is she no she's probably living off that ING money now what is uh, ING yeah. Yeah, she does the IGN. Yeah. ads. Oh. Yeah, the it's a bank here for, for you, anyone you playing You were thinking home, of IGN. I was thinking of IGN and I got very confused. <laughs> I was like, oh, how the graceful has fallen. Uh, <laughs> Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, what are you, what are you doing with your life? Not Says enough. Says three nerds sitting in home judging her. <laughs> yeah, that bitch has done nothing. Hey, she chose to be in the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you could say we have as well, and it just is a very, very dim light. <laughs> it's, it's very dim. The bulb may need a changing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Borat is still funny nowadays. I don't know if it's going to work, but how, how is it going to work in today's culture? Is my thing because you 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 watch it in two thousand six, and it's funny. You watch it now, and it's like there's a a lot of things that aren't funny in today's culture yeah there's a lot of slurs but there's like that full like five minute sequence where him and another guy just run around naked and oh yeah and just he, he, rub he, each other's yeah, balls like all over 69 fight each other <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly it just keeps going oh god uh, obviously that's been etched into my what 12 year old brain Tom <laughs> that and the sex scene from fucking Team America <clears throat> yes Alright, move it yes. along. 
For number nine, we actually have that the Nine Network has pulled the Alan DeGeneres show off Australian TV. For our American listeners or anybody else in other countries, doesn't matter much to you, but that's a big deal because that has had that time slot for many, many years. Didn't Oprah have yeah. it before her or something? Or was Oprah Channel 10? Uh, I think Oprah was 10. Yeah, I think Oprah was 10. I think Oprah was Channel 10. I could be wrong, but I think it was. But either way, like, that's... Uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't even know if the show will come back to free-to-air. I don't imagine that it will. I don't even know if the show is going to continue at this rate because it's... it's, it's uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not exactly too sure with what's going on. It just seems... I don't know. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of the, the Jim Jeffries podcast and it's just like... It seems that all that Ellen is is that she's a dick of a boss. Like, there's lots of dick bosses out there. But, like, I'm not saying anything like... Uh, uh, like she's not J.K. Rowling, she's not transphobic or anything like that. It, it, I, I'm I'm confused as to what the thing no, is. But the, there's harassment allegations from like the production level and stuff. Oh like right, okay. I was meaning yeah um, from 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 Ellen's actual Ellen was, Ellen. Yeah, there's there, there's been that and there's been her being awful. Um, but also, to be perfectly honest with you. I've gotten to the point where I'm not a huge fan of Ellen. She seems to to get majority of her laughs through picking on or sort of going after sensitive spots in her guests. Like it, it when when you actually sit there and listen to her form of comedy, it's not, I don't actually find it pleasant, like the way mm. that she gets reactions out of people. Um, and when you compare it to some other talk show hosts who are sort of like, they feel like they're going along with the celebrity and it's actually fun for both of them. And I think that makes a big difference. And I think that's a, it seems to be also a style of comedy that I'm seeing out there at the moment that people are becoming a lot more attuned to and becoming not as happy to view it. Um, I'm not sure so what you pe- guys People agree, are, are starting to enjoy watching Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah. <laughs> But like, like talk show hosts, like um, Craig Ferguson is a good one at doing that. I don't know whether I don't think he's still going. If you guys knew, knew him, but oh, he, he had like the robot yeah, fucking. He uh, was yeah, guy Scottish. He's offstander, yeah, yeah, and he does that. Like he he feels like it's like an old mate, and they're just tossing it back and tossing the ball back and forth rather than just one person just sort of lampooning the other one. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know. I never really got into Alan that much either, to be honest with you. But it's um, it's I just I think it's going to be very hard anyway to come back from that from so much public things, and they just seem to keep coming out. So I don't know if she's going to be able to even pick it back up again. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a large amount of negativity. Yes, yes, that's the cancel culture. Well, <laughs> you know what's not cancelled? The next piece of news. Number eight. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. This just in, the number eight piece of news is cancelled. Sorry, guys, move along. Stop. I stopped. No. All right. So for the number eight piece of news, we have something that I know that Ian's going to be very excited about because I know Ian loves this show, has watched it religiously. There is going to be an animated X-Files spin-off. What? That's coming... Animated. Hmm? Yeah, animated. Uh, It does have a subtitle, but I don't have any idea how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to attempt to. Please, try. 
Ballot. El Biquiri. Look at fear in his face as he's trying to. El Biquiri. Albuquerque. 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 Yeah, that's Is it actually Albuquerque? There's a lot of U's in that name. Uh, Yeah, it is spelt weird, I think. Is it Albuquerque? It might be Albuquerque. It probably is. (laughs) Is that how you spell Albuquerque? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I didn't try to read it. going to Albuquerque. No, we're going to Albuquerque. Albuquerque for Shay Oh, no, it is Albuquerque. I should have totally looked that up in advance. Well, there you go. Uh, d- dude is laughing, but, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry to our fans who live in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Hey, hey, you you look how it's spelt. You look how it's spelt and you... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird spelling. Go on. But, you know... Now, now that I see it and know a- that it's Albuquerque, it makes sense. <laughs> But yes, there is a spin-off coming. Uh, it is reportedly going to be based on sort of an X-Files B-team and focus around the cases that Mulder and Scully wouldn't bother with. Um, it is going to be written by the people who wrote Paradise PD for Ugh. Netflix. Ugh. So it's actually more of a sort of comedy spin-off thing. Yeah. Mm-kay. Um Paradise PD was terrible. It was terrible. For this... Yeah. I remember watching, who don't know, watching it at um, Judy's place because he just had it on the TV and I was like, please, ch- change the channel. <laughs> Turn it off. Change the channel. Make it stop. It's already dead. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be off. He's already dead. <laughs> Yuck. You know what isn't dead? The next piece of news. You go, I got the Kiwokuro! Number seven. Number seven. Number seven, we have an announcement of a new animated Batman film that I know a lot of people will be excited about. Batman Ninja 2. Yes, Batman Ninja 2. <laughs> I watched that for the first time Yay. this week. What the I, fuck? I watched the first ten minutes of it and went, nah. The premise oh. is cool that they I watched the whole thing Japan. and it was But the, the end of the film turns into fucking Power Rangers. Like, it's, it's robots that... It's, ha- it's it's like temples that turn into robots that then turn into a Megazord and then all these monkeys come together and form a giant Megazord monkey and then the bats go on top of the monkey and they take out the fire. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, fire. it's not good. Fire monkeys, you say. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a watch. See how far you a- get. What's the actual piece of news? Uh, uh, fire monkeys just announced by DC Comics. <laughs> Woo! Sorry, based around monkeys that are on fire. Discuss. Uh... I'm confused. Uh, no, so we have The Long Halloween is getting a two-part animated movie. Of course, this is a massive storyline that is very popular, and also it is rumoured that the Batman film is actually based around this comic book, so it's interesting that they are releasing this around the same time. And, yeah, so I'm pretty sure the basis of the film is... Uh, sorry, the basis of the comic is that he's hunting the, the holiday killer who does commits crimes on big holidays, correct, Duty? Yeah, yeah, and the, the book mm. sort of takes place over over a year. Um, it's, 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 a, it's one of those must-read, must-own sort of books, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a fucking fantastic great read. It's Calendar Man, isn't it? I knew it. <laughs> I knew it would be Calendar Man. 
It's uh, it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty fucked up. Um, it's it's a proper. A lot of the Batman books that you know that come out, especially with say like Killing Joke, fantastic Batman book, not really a detective book. Where yeah. Long Halloween uh, is more, yeah, detective based. It's actually sort of crime and investigation and stuff like that, as well as beating the shit out of people. My favorite things. Hmm. <laughs> I think I I do prefer a more detective Batman story because that's what makes Batman Batman. That's, that's what Batman is. A detective. Yes. <laughs> Some would say the world's greatest. Yeah. Some would also say that he's not. <laughs> Some would be wrong. Wrong. I mean, Sherlock Holmes actually solves things without having to, like, have a bat computer do it for him. But, you know, each to their own. Uh, he does have a bat computer. It's called Watson. Watson does fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> he is the bat computer. <laughs> Watson. We got Watson here. I think you mean the narrator. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Bill and Ted Face the Music has released in other markets. Not in Australia, unfortunately. We don't get it till the 10th of September. However, we have got the initial reviews coming in. So it is currently sitting at 6.7 on IMDb and 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... I mean, to be perfectly honest, for that sort of genre of film, that's what I would have expected to see. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it did. I, I almost expected worse. It, it did get a 9 out of 10 by GameSpot. Um, and this, mo- this movie isn't even an hour and a half long. It's like an hour and like 17 minutes or something, isn't it? It's, it's a really short runtime. I don't know. That's probably necessary. Necessary? <laughs> I mean... If you compare it to the other ones, I can't imagine that the other the, the other two had hugely high scores either, though. It's just kind of like a fun comedy. Comedies in general don't get high scores, so... No. Factoring that I in. Don't. I don't. That, like, that's fairly... Like, there's some fairly decent comedies out there that probably rock around a 6.7. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any. I'm, I'm curious as to what the runtime is, because I know it's something really like it's 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 not really a, a movie length it is an hour oh it's an hour and 32 minutes yeah, that's not too bad i read online somewhere that it was like an hour and 10 minutes i'm like what the fuck like, that's not a movie yeah. that's a that's a piss break in the middle of a tv show <laughs> but i mean hour and 32 minutes was pretty standard especially for comedy films yeah like yeah, i think we've just got yeah. so used to films going for two hours or longer and and that'll um, be the kicker as well so it comes out what the 10th of september in australia but obviously it won't be in Victoria. Our San Dimas guys were looking forward. They were going to do like a big crew of people, you know, us included, to go watch the, the new film and then record the episode with them afterwards and have a bit of fun and stuff. And they might not watch it until, shit, November or maybe even next year or something. Well, they're, they're, they're doing simultaneous releases. They're releasing it in cinemas and on video on demand services at the same time. Oh, right. So, okay. so you, will be, okay. you will be able to watch it. Hell, you can watch it. You can technically watch it now. Um, and some of our listeners <laughs> will legally. probably have already seen it. Yes. Yes. Including Fuzzy, because it's coming to f- exclusive to Fuzzflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yes, no, so initial seems well received ish. Yeah, for a, yeah, a sequel that came out surprising. like what, twenty or so years after the most recent entry in the series or, or whatever. So and it's good to see yeah. not Keanu Reeves work again. What's his name? <laughs> yes. The other the guy. Other guy. Um, Bill oh, and Ted? Ted. Bill <laughs> Oh, what is his name? I don't know, the flower pot man. Bill and Ted Flower Pot and <laughs> 
number five. For the number five piece of news, we have the first of the trailers that we have watched. And this one is for His Dark Materials Season 2. Uh, I think I speak for the rest of the class when I say who cares, but it's a thing. Um, it came out, and uh, what do you think of the trailer, boys? I got bored. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Probably helps if you watch season one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking so, because I'm, it's such a confusing world. It's like modern in some parts, but real old in others, and I, I got no idea what the fuck's going on. I think this piece of news is probably more equivalent to last piece's uh, Flash trailer. Yep, cool, it's a thing. Moving along. <laughs> like, who's watching? I think it's actually got good reviews, though, yeah, this show. Not Flash. Um, I think... Not Flash. Not Flash! <laughs> no, <it's> not you! <laughs> That's a sound I need on the board. <laughs> uh, 7.9. It's pretty decent. That's yeah. pretty decent, yeah. Considering okay. that the film, The Golden Compass, was a heaping pile of... Oh, is it in that universe, uh, yes. is it? Yeah. Is it yeah, like? But it looks. It's nothing like it. Yeah. The books are actually called His Dark Materials, and I'm pretty sure the first book is called The Golden. Is like His Dark Materials, The Golden Compass. Right. I may have completely I just, made. I may have made that up. Who knows? Someone can cross check me. <laughs> well, Tom does the Not news, so it is, it is news to me. <laughs> would, would the news lie to you? Slightly never? made up news. Yeah. Our Everyone news doesn't what have an agenda. On the, news, right? the government doesn't lie to people. <laughs> I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Number four, we have the next trailer that we got, which is the Enola Holmes official trailer coming from Netflix. And boy, oh boy, is Ian excited about this film. Ian, tell those at home why you're so keen. Why you are so cheery and why you are sticking a pen up your nose. <laughs> what? Uh, so when we were talking about the world's greatest detective, obviously Anola Holmes is the world's greatest detective for um, edgy 16-year-old girls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a movie that's coming to Netflix and uh, Superman is playing Sherlock Holmes and he'll probably be in it for all of two minutes. I don't know. It looks like it's just like a fun family thing. It's apparently based on books. Apparently it's actually a book. Or books. Oh, really? For kids. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just like someone's gender-bended Sherlock Holmes or whatever. It's actually a, it's actually a book series that somebody wrote some time ago. It's not, obviously, Arthur Conan... Do- Arthur Conan Doyle? Yes. It's definitely Doyle. That guy who wrote <laughs> that guy who wrote the original Sherlock Holmes. He didn't do this, but somebody else has done it. So it's based on a book, based on a book, based on the life of Batman. Well, well it's interesting because there's a little bit of side news that kicks in with this. Uh, so reportedly, the Doyle estate are actually suing for uh, copyright infringement um, because, mm. despite the fact that. The character of Sherlock Holmes was released into the public domain back in 2014. Um, there are some later stories that were actually created that the Doyle estate still has um, copyright ownership of. Um, and in that, it's actually when Holmes recognises human emotion 
um, and he's more human. And because of the way that the trailer looks and the portrayal of the character, they're arguing that they have taken the more modern interpretation of Holmes as opposed to the actual version of Holmes that has been released to the public domain. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting attempt at trying to get some money back. But good luck with that. Yeah, what, what family did you say it was? Doyle. As soon as Doyle. you said like the Doyle family, I've just thought of the mask. Doyle. <laughs> I just thought of oh, oh, Doyle, oh, Doyle rules. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, there's yeah. That's uh, d- and yeah, did you know Enola Home is an, an anagram for alone? Ooh. There you go. Oh, I didn't. So did you know that? Uh, Albuquerque is actually Albuquerque. <laughs> Did you know dogs can't look up? What? What? <laughs> I what? got up in the what? morning and made myself a piece of toast. I sent the toaster to number three. Medium brown. Next up, we have that critics are refusing to review the new mutants. Uh, so apparently, in the US, uh, is the big one. The only option that Disney is giving critics to review the film is to attend public screenings. And critics are not happy about it because of the health risks associated with the pandemic. They would want Disney to either provide them video stream links or to actually have private screened uh, theatrical releases which take into account um, the new restrictions or having people safe yeah. from the coronavirus so instead mm. critics are just plain refusing to review the film interesting I mean, that's fair I thought it was coming to Disney Plus uh, I know Mulan is I don't exactly no. know what I'm sure that we've reported on it in the past um, but I don't yeah remember. there were there were talks about it that it was going to go to Disney Plus but maybe they've decided to put it back to cinemas again but fuck that, I wouldn't be. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, fair I'm not gonna die for new mutants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you know, the jokes aside though, but like new mutants also isn't uh, for for us. We haven't been to the movies in fucking ages. I think the last movie you guys saw was maybe Bloodshot in cinemas, um, and. Yeah. Fuck! I can't even recall the last movie I watched in cinemas was, but it's it's I I don't want to be the cherry popping moment of returning back to normality to be new mutants in cinemas because that'll make no. me want to stay back inside no. for another couple months. <laughs> All right, the world has ended. Back in we go. <laughs> it it just looks. I keep seeing there are new trailers and stuff like that popping up on social media, being like don't mess with magic and all that sort of stuff like that. And I was like, I am not interested in this at all. I don't even think a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the trailer and Fuzzy went went on his tirade about the bear and the wolf, I didn't even finish watching the trailer. I just went this fucking stupid and turned it off. (laughs) It could be good. I mean, fair enough. But that's that's the thing. If you've got someone who, who likes comic book movies turning off your trailer because it looks bad, you've done something wrong. Don't knock it till you try it, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. I'll watch it for free on Fuzzflix I, I, I won't even I, even what if we have to review time, it for the show Ian? what cost is time fuck it time is relative man I'm <laughs> trapped inside doing nothing with my life <laughs> what else am I gonna do fair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two Number two, Bella Thorne has uh, oh, pretty Jesus. much. Why is this <laughs> <up> the news, John? 
It's Why? big news. It's big news. What's happening? <laughs> Fucking hell. It was number one there for a while. Jesus. Well, it's big news. Okay. The actress has a... St- Do we need... Huh? We need another number in our countdown of news. This is number 69. In adult news. Uh, yeah, no, so th- th- this is obviously adult news. But yeah, Bella Thorne has essentially pissed off an entire industry of workers and also potentially impacted a lot of livelihoods. Uh, well, they, at least, people are blaming her for it. It, it, it isn't proved, so essentially... Uh, some people will be familiar with the the fan, uh, well, the site called OnlyFans, which enables uh, people to share photos with their uh, with their fans. And of course, some of it is actually sort of sex worker um, traffic as well, which sort of goes through and enables people to actually. I think it's to pay subscriptions through them and also pay tips, and they can get. If anyone wants content. to know more about it, just go back to the episode where we play that wonderful song um, by. Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine. And that, but that, but that, but that, yes. <laughs> so essentially, what has happened now is that OnlyFans have changed the way that they will be paying out people. So originally, they would hold money for seven days before it going to the content creator. Uh, it is now thirty days, as well as subscriptions now being capped at fifty dollars, and actual um, tips being capped to a hundred dollars. So these are US prices, um, and they used to be, I believe, like tips used to be uncapped. Um, so the entire industry is pretty much blaming Bella Thorne on this because she joined OnlyFans earlier in the week, made about $2 million in two days, um, and essentially offered private um, what people are saying was presumed to be nude photos uh, for $200 a pop. And when the people received these photos they were of her in lingerie and not nude and people got very upset and wanted their money back so obviously when you're talking about a million dollars plus on these and it's going back through the OnlyFans site and they have to reimburse these people their money not only do they have to reimburse the money there they then also take the expense of processing all of these so if you're talking or 1.2 million or something. So let's assume Mm. that the other 0.8 came from either subscriptions or something else. It's a considerable amount of money that would have impacted the platform. People are upset with her for false advertising and causing this to actually occur. Well, that's... uh, It is is someone who's jumped in for a week of OnlyFans and has completely changed how it works. Well, that's the thing. So, the OnlyFans are coming out and saying it wasn't because of her that they changed it, but the, the people on there are blaming her quite explicitly. And she has jumped onto a platform that I guess that she hasn't fully understood and just done her own thing, and people are not happy. So, she's like a she's a, a Disney star or something, isn't she? She was like in some fucking Disney kid show or something like that, wasn't it? Yes. To be perfectly honest, I know her name. And I think it's just because she's popped up in other stuff, but I don't actually know anything that she's in, to be perfectly honest with you. Hmm. Because I know there was a... the, the ac- I don't know. <laughs> the actor from White Chicks is now a porn star. Really? And what would you rate it, Duty? Yeah, Terry Crews is pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> two, two thumbs way up. <laughs> it just makes me feel safe. 
Um, yeah, no, it's a it, it's an interesting uh, platform. I've seen a lot of, and OnlyFans is is trending on Twitter as a. You've seen a lot of it, have you? Daddy? <laughs> it's a uh, it's trending on Twitter. Oh, that's what you said. I did say that. Um, some people, <laughs> some people who uh, who follow the Shaken Not Nerd account have some OnlyFans accounts. And the first time I've seen him, I'm like, what the fuck is an OnlyFans account? I click on it, and Mon's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should make one of those. Yeah, I, need, I, I could use a couple of million dollars. I just, I, I just misclicked, you know. I thought I move it. <laughs> can we make Earn an OnlyFans? <laughs> my, my, my credit card number slipped. How can I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 6222. Uh, what's my CVD? <laughs> and flip the card over. <laughs> Can, can One, we two, make three. Ian an OnlyFans account? I think that's the that's the question we have to ask here. And you can just put photos I, up of your mini. I think we can. <laughs> I, I I think that's a great idea. Make Ian an OnlyFans account. Um, I'm not promising that the mini won't be in lingerie, so don't get your hopes up. The only lingerie that Ian will be wearing is you can see his feet in his Birkenstocks. <laughs> he works on this guy. <laughs> it's just pictures of me with my nipple out, just like, yeah. <laughs> just... So, how did that get in there <laughs> you know what the funny thing's gonna be as well is if he makes an OnlyFans account and he does sexy mo- uh, model photos with his midi his parents have to take that photo <laughs> wow it's called self timer dude <laughs> get with it it's called art <laughs> the good thing is next to the mini everything looks big <laughs> Jesus. Alright, I'm moving along. (laughs) Number one. Number one. (laughs) Number one, we have something that you may or may not be excited about. Something that you should potentially be excited about. They are doing another The Thing reboot, and this one is being developed by Bloomhouse and John Carpenter. Oh, shit. Mm. It's being done by... How did I not know about it's this? It's being done by Blumhouse, though. That's okay. Yeah. It's, uh, they've done... it's not horrible. Done name name done something good some... Blumhouse have done. Uh... Uh, uh... <laughs> Move along. <laughs> I mean, they're a production company. They're just going to give the money and pay John Carpenter to theoretically do it. I don't know if John Carpenter can do it again these days. I hope they're doing it practically again. If they don't do it practically again, then well, yeah, that was that was the, the that prequel interested. or whatever was done practically. Then the studio didn't like that, so then they made them do CG over the top of the practical. Yeah, exactly, which is ridiculous. I think the amount of flack they got for that that surely they would have learned their lesson. Mm. Well, I think mm. plus. Like that whole industry of people who make these props and these awesome practical effects in general, like they would all be kicking to try and get that gig. They would love to do that. Yeah, yeah, to work so, on that that series because yeah. for, for a lot of who modern day prop makers as well, like that would that would be like their their inspiration for wanting to do fucking props and shit. I'd fucking I'd murder a couple of people to get that gig. You know that and the fly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a penis in the jar. Who produced the 2011 one? Actually, don't uh, sh- I I know the Huntress from Birds of Prey is in it, as well as the guy from Game of Thrones. Um, and dude, just reeling all and the, facts the um, he knows. There's an Australian in it. Joel, and the Edgy reason Pierce. that he knows he's evil is he doesn't have an earring. 
Now that that's probably the only good thing about the uh, about the the prequel is they try to do, they try to set up to do the blood test thing and then they go well we did that in the first one um, and that they find like the the thing that when it imitates people it shoots out any non organic parts so like fillings of teeth come out and like but like you know straps and stuff like that and their body come out and they don't even wear earrings I'm like that's fucking cool but how does that make sense because like they're wearing clothes. Oh, they get rid of anything that's not or, like not organic or like so like fillings in their teeth pop out and yeah and yeah so all that so as long as they're wearing cotton fiber you're sweet if they're wearing some sort of yeah, synthetic fabric it just pops out just, and all of a sudden just, comes out naked just pops out <laughs> oh god do you reckon they'll notice me <laughs> hey, hey guys want to make this Atlantic colony nudist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to die. It's fucking cold out here. Did you see the husky and the husky doesn't have any hair? Oh. Just a nude husky running Look, around. I, I, I'm pretty keen for this. Theoretically, it could be okay. I mean, even if it's um, of the reboot of the Halloween, the newest Halloween movie Yuck. quality, then, you know, it, it's, it's watchable. Well, and that's that's about all I can ask for. I'm surprised the that they're doing it, to be perfectly honest with you, because the 2011 one, say what you will about it, it made 31.5 million in the box office off a 38 million dollar budget so i don't know whether the market is there for it obviously the original thing is a classic and a lot of people enjoy it but i don't know whether the thing as a brand gets that wider audience that you would need today to make something sustainable then again bloomhouse do do a lot of films that probably a lot of people don't actually go and see well, yeah, yeah you've got the they, Invisible Man as well. You wouldn't think... We didn't oh, yeah, think that did. would have that big of a following anymore, but that movie made a fair chunk of money and had some really popular reviews. Hmm. Yeah, I saw, I saw that movie twice. It was fucking... It was awesome. Um, the, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Um, the fucking... What's it called? The Blumhouse also did that Fantasy Island film um, that had Ugh, uh, yeah. Michael Pena from the Ant-Man films, and, and I listened to Paul and Wayne's review on the countdown, and... Paul loves horror movies, and he fucking hated that movie. Like, passionately <laughs> hated that film. I mean, fair enough. I wouldn't even go and see it, because that looked terrible. It did look terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, so is, is uh, Carpenter directing it, or is he just on board to help out? Or, we don't know. This is very early days, so that's that's essentially the announcement at the moment. Otherwise, it's just rumor mill. Um, but he is definitely involved, and I don't think he was involved in the 2011 one. So that's going to be a big difference. I'm wondering who, if, if Carpenter doesn't want to direct it, who would they, who would they sort of tap to direct it? Maybe, maybe the yeah, Danny McBride or whatever directed Halloween that came out a couple of years ago. So maybe they'll tap him. Maybe. Did he direct it or produce it? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I know, know who was Whatever. involved in it, but he's yeah. involved in um Dan McBride was yeah, he's involved in quite a few as well. But mm. yeah, it'd be interesting to see who they go to. They might even offer it to uh the Aussie bloke who did um Invisible Man because oh, Lee I love how well that did. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if he'd be interested in doing it, but Well that's, I mean, that's it's a pretty thing. cool concept. That's the thing as well, they're they're rebooting a lot of things like of course Halloween, they got like a, a, a 10 second teaser trailer. I don't know if you guys saw that a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've, we're now getting this Invisible Man, of course, is an original sort of property, but they're rebooting 
the Nightmare, not not uh, the Friday the Thirteenth series. I think LeBron James is working on that, uh, and Chris Rock is redoing the Jigsaw franchise or the Saw franchise, and he called it Spiral, which was supposed to come out this year as well. So, like all of these sort of mm. big wigs are, or not big wigs, but like actors and stuff like that are coming out and reviving sort of horror films or pornography films and stuff like that. But somebody made such a good point that I was reading on Facebook the other day is that there's so many scripts out there. There's so many people who have had ideas just giving you things a chance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm personally it's- getting sick of them just rebooting everything. And now it's gotten to the stage where it's the third or the fourth reboot of some properties. And it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. At some point, you've got to try new stuff instead. But that's, I guess that's the hard thing is when you know that they've got a bit of a market and you know they've got some money there, then, you know, if you're a producer, it's a much safer bet. Hmm. It is also less money to, say, spend on advertising and stuff like that as well because people know of Michael Myers or they know of yeah. fucking whatever it is. We don't need to spend, you know, double or triple the amount of advertising introducing our audience to characters they don't know or they don't care about or something like that. It's true. Yeah particularly with horror movies where generally you're not you know playing with a huge budget anyway mm. well there we go but yeah and you know what i'm excited it could be good john carpenter's on board and he's you know he's always made a kill soundtrack pun intended yeah. uh, he only did one soundtrack <laughs> he didn't do the thing no yes he did the soundtrack no that was uh yeah. oh no that was uh Mer- Merichoni, yeah. wasn't it? yeah 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 motherfucker i think I think he, I think he might have been involved in it. Oh, he probably would have been involved. I think involved, he did yeah. the. I think he came up with the original tune and then he sent it. I don't know. I'm probably talking out my ass. <laughs> but you know, we we uh, we our news is always 100 percent accurate on this. Always 100 percent accurate. None of it is made up at all. <laughs> don't Google that. Facts you can tell Please. your kids. All uh, right. Now, before I say news complete, there is one other item that I did want to bring up and so we can quickly discuss. Now, in the past have actually made the decision, and this is this is for our fans' benefit that I'm explaining this, is that because of the format of our news, and it is a top 10 news countdown, we do avoid the deaths of people in that countdown. Uh, naturally, two days ago, by the time that this has being released uh there was a big one that does also pretty much impact a lot of the stuff that we sort of talk about because naturally we're very superhero focused so we did have the unfortunate early death of chadwick boseman during the week at age 34 after a four-year fight with colon cancer so that's of course black panther 43 wasn't it hmm? other way around what's not 43 how, how old did i say i meant 43 34. 43 is written here Okay. Yeah, yeah, 43, after a four-year yeah. fight. Which, of course, is very sad, and I uh, don't know what that means for Black Panther 2, which I believe was in production at the time. There were reports of him looking quite sickly all the way back in June. Uh, I wasn't aware that he actually had colon cancer. I'm not sure whether mm. anybody else was. No. I don't think a lot of people knew. Um, I saw a, a, um, a tweet that went out from James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, and he said he didn't know, so I don't think it was anything that anyone outside the family knew mm-hmm. about. Possibly, you know, the MCU higher execs might have known about it. Yeah. So, of course, very, very sad news, and a great loss, because he was a great actor. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 incredible as well in regards to how many people have you know been affected by this because he's done so much for for you know the community as, as being a, a superhero as well like that. But last night I was watching the the qualifying in the Formula One, and at the end of it, of course, Lewis Hamilton came first for qualifying, and he's gotten on top of his car and he's done the Wakanda Forever sort of uh, salute. Uh, and then he's just talking about how he was just completely rattled before he went out and, and sort of got in the car. And then the first thing he said as soon as he finished the line, he's like, that was for Chadwick. Um, and it's 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 going into... It's, he's affected so many people with his... Not only his acting, but, you know, for what he's done with the community as well. So it's it was pretty sad. Even for, yesterday for me, I woke up and I saw the news, like Dave from Super Movie Brothers messaged me and he's like, hey, dude, have you seen this? I'm like, whoa. It was, it was a little bit like, for me, when like, very surprising. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. And and it's going to be interesting how or what happens with the Black Panther character or the, 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 the world of Wakanda in the MCU. Like, will it go to Shuri? Will she be the Black Panther to sort of take her, her brother's mantle? Will it go to Michael B. Jordan? Will they find a, you know, try and find a way to bring him back and, you know, make him king? Like, what will they do with it? Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be um, really interesting. But, yeah, a lot of people, like you said, Duty have been pretty affected by this and have this character has meant a lot to a lot of people and yes so uh, with that i will say news complete and we will go into the sponsor read yes and hopefully uh, hopefully i don't get it wrong this time like (laughs) i did fucking last week i did have to message uh, of course double us from incognito going hey heads up i got it wrong i was a bit drunk and i was looking at the wrong shit yeah anyways of course you know I, I was hungover. Um, I, I can't go outside in Melbourne, so I like to go to Dan Murphy's and buy pretty looking bottles. Of course, you know that we're brought to you by uh, by Incognito Comics, and this week's comic review I finished uh, about a week ago, and it is a fantastic book. It is the sequel to Batman Ninja Turtles, and it's Batman Ninja Turtles 2. Um, so Batman Ninja Turtles 1 is essentially the Turtles come to Gotham, uh, and uh, of course Shredder comes to Gotham, and it's sort of Shredder and Ra's al Ghul team up, uh, and it's about sort of stopping Shredder and bringing the Turtles back home to New York. Uh, this way around is uh, Donnie uh, from the Turtles gets the shit kicked out of him, and he sort of needs inspiration to be a better person. Um, so he essentially opens up a portal to go to Gotham, and by doing so, Donnie goes to Gotham, but Bane goes to New York. Um, and it turns into this whole thing of... At the start, Donnie's trapped in Gotham, Bane is trapped in New York, and because Bane, of course, is you know a supernatural creature, he's beating... Well, not supernatural, but with the venom, he's you know incredibly buff and over the top. He's beating the shit out of everyone. He takes out the Turtles, he takes out Bebop and Rocksteady, he becomes the leader of the Foot Clan, uh, and by the time Batman and Donatello come back to New York, um, Baxter Stockman has made a new uh, Venom formula because Bane was running out of Venom, and it's this sort of the Foot Clan run by Venom against the Ninja Turtles, Batman, Robin, Nightwing, but also Shredder is on their team as well. And it's this really cool sort of of massive fight, but it's this, it's, you know, Bane going up against Splinter, who, like, Splinter kicks the living shit out of him because he's so quick, but then, you know, Splinter loses his footing at one point, Bane grabs his leg and throws him to a wall and nearly kills him, and they put Splinter in the Lazarus pit. So it's just all this massive crossover sort of stuff like that that's really, really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so if you... those worlds go so well together. Like, Bane as a character could easily be a Ninja Turtles villain. Yeah, and it's 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 really cool as well because once they find out the that, you know, Baxter Stockman makes a, a, a sort of a Ninja Turtles v- version of the Venom uh, formula because Donatello is so, 
sort of depressed that he isn't as strong as Raph and, and Leonardo and Mikey when it comes to combat, Donatello goes off on his own and actually injects himself with uh, with the Venom formula and actually becomes this giant hulking behemoth. And Batman and the Turtles actually need to stop Donatello for an issue, which is this really cool sort of... It, it, it's, it's not really necessarily a fight, but they're like avoiding his attacks and trying to calm him down and, and you know, do the whole thing of... You're, you might not be physically strong, but your brain is stronger than everyone else, and that's what we need to, you know, to take out Bane. And it's this really cool sort of inspiring book, uh, and I've just ordered Batman Ninja Turtles 3, which has just come out, so I should have a review for that pretty soon. The, the, these crossover books are fucking fantastic. It's really cool to see, you know, in this particular uh, issue, Raphael being the cocky character he is, wants to fight Damian Wayne Robin, because Damian Wayne Robin is a cocky sort of character as well, and you just see them sort of try to beat the shit out of each other, they're throwing each other through walls, and they're making smart-ass comments and stuff like that, uh, all while, you know, Michelangelo is eating pizza and making bets on who's going to win and stuff like that. So it's this really cool, fun book, but it's also got these really different takes on on what would happen if Bane took over New York and stuff like that. So it's it's a cool, fun read book. Yeah. Nice. Cool book. Hmm. Check there is a, there is an animated movie of the first uh, book as well. So if uh, if reading's not your thing, you can look at the animated movie of Ninja Turtles Batman One. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw bits of it. it looks pretty fun mm. as well. But yeah, if you want to check out those books, incognitocomics.com.au. Um, and if you're in Victoria, much like us, and you can't go anywhere, incognitocomics.com.au. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But um, we're talking about what many considered to be not only the best comic book film of all time but what a lot of people do consider to be the best film uh in some instances of all time and that of course is 2008's the dark knight uh but uh, well let's fucking get into it tom what's the story of this film give us a plot synopsis what's 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 this all about thank you for throwing it over to me as my nose is running and i was trying to deal with it thank you oh sorry uh, <laughs> Damn, tell us about the story <laughs> um, who gives these paxes of course, this is the second film in Christopher Nolan and, well, Christian Bale's Batman. Uh, by this point in the storyline, Batman is a little bit more established in Gotham. He is a symbol for hope and has other people sort of uh, joining his cause or wanting to be on his side. Uh, this film follows his first introduction with Heath Ledger's Joker where Heath Ledger's Joker, his essential main mission is to prove that everybody is as bad or as twisted as him and everybody is, of course, corruptible. And so this follows the storyline of when those two objects meet, when you an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, of course, and all of the ramifications and all the collateral damage those cause along the way. It's a very professional way of putting it together. Yes. You should you should write for a magazine or something that sounded so <laughs> professional. <laughs> it is uh, it is a, a massive massive film. Uh, the production values of course still hold up today. It's 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 pretty much non-stop action. Yeah, and it is a, it is a long film. It's two, 2 hours and 32 minutes off the top of my head. Um, so it's a, yeah. it's a long haul film, but uh, well, Ian, what did you what do you what are the positives of this film for you? Oh God, where do you start? It's it's a lot of positives, like you said, Duty. This is a it's a classic. It's a lot of people say this is the best comic book movie we've ever gotten, um, best comic book adaptation we might have gotten ever as well. Mm. Um, the characters are great. It introduces new characters that um, are central to the plot as well. I think my biggest positive is just about how the characters are also individually written. They all have their own 
motives and motivation and um, characteristics. And they're not just characters, they impact the plot as well. Everything is intersecting, everything is so well written that when you rewatch it again, everything makes sense with a new lens. If you've Mm. only seen it once, um, I highly recommend watching it again because once you know where the story goes at the end, rewatching it again... It's 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 a whole new experience. Some of the conversations bring new meaning. Um, there's a lot of little nods to where it's going, um, and understanding the characters is is so deep. A lot of the characters are so deep and complex that it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. It feels like um, like a, a you know it's almost a Oscar worthy script. It did. It did win Oscars, though, didn't it? I think it did. Uh, I'm not sure. I know Heath Ledger won for Best Supporting Actor. Mm. A lot of people know that, but I'm not sure if it won for anything other than. Um, if it did win other things, I'm sure it was probably action or sorry, best sound editing. Like sound editing, yeah. Um, well, that's not surprising as well. Nominee yeah. for Best Cinematography, Sound Mixing, Visual Effects, Production Design, Makeup, and Film Editing. Did it win for makeup? I'm surprised if it didn't win for makeup. It did not. Nominee. But Suicide Squad did. <laughs> well, it might have been a tougher year that year. But I, I honestly, my, my favourite thing about it, and obviously you guys know and probably the listeners as well, that I'm a big fan of scripts and writing mm. and all of that. So for me, this movie, I could I could just pick it apart all the time. There's such good writing in it. And it's it's just like turn and twist after turn and twist. It's just never goes the direction that you think it will. Even when you've seen it, as many times as I have, I've probably seen this movie well and truly in uh, double digits that this movie still holds up. There's still little things that I pick up on that I didn't pick up on previously. I didn't realise just how many times I had seen this film until I sat in front of it this time and went, oh, I can probably quote about a solid 90% of this film. Like, I could go along <laughs> with the film and say it word for word. <laughs> yeah, but we could all, it is a bit like It's that. also one of those films that Ian and I also tend to quote with, you know, my dogs are hungry. hungry. <laughs> There's a lot of things I quote in this as well. It's like the, and your plan is to blackmail this man? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I go to Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, there's just so many great quotable things oh, in this. The technology and everything in this as well. There's some great Bond vibes in the Nolan trilogy bondy. and... I think that's probably as well why I'm a little biased in my love of it, but of of course I'm biased, and it's hard to not be when this movie um, is really... It's almost perfect. Mm. Yeah. Somebody else talk about puzzles. Yeah, yeah so, so <laughs> I guess I'll just jump in there. So I guess script-wise, one of the biggest things that I found, especially when you're re-watching this now, is just the dialogue in general is fantastic. Like... So some of the insights and stuff that are offered by the characters and the conversations going around, whether that's Alfred saying stuff, whether that's the Joker saying stuff, it's just really well constructed. There's not a line in there that feels cringy or out of place. and Not even tangerines. Really... Hmm? Not even tangerines feel <laughs> out of place. Tangerines? I'm confused. What did they say that refers yeah. to? <gasps> oh, God. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, He yes, says yes, you yes, can yes, quote yes, this movie yes, 90%. Yes, yes. There's his 10%. <laughs> I was on a thought process and you just said tangerines at me. <laughs> Sorry, we just took that conversation and off in a tangerine. Bad. Bad, Ian. <laughs> um, 
overall, I think the improvements on the last film, I think, of course, the, the bat suit, I think, does look better than the first one. It was pretty good in the first one, but I do actually prefer this one. Um, and then, of course, as we already said, when you when you were debating the fact about best makeup, I think that the Joker looks phenomenal. His style, his swagger. Of course, Heath Ledger did win an award for it, and rightfully so, is that I think everybody had doubts coming up into this film, but his portrayal was fantastic. Uh, once again, mm. um, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne portion of it, I thought was actually, he's really good there. And I think that this film, obviously, because we have the events that happen with Rachel, has him a little bit more grounded and a little bit more personable throughout some of the aspects of this film as opposed to the first one um, and his arc does. I actually think, yeah, on that 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 bruce wayne element a lot of us i think we've said it before that we all think that he's a fantastic bruce wayne hmm. but i also think this movie is probably of the batman movies got the best ratio of batman to bruce wayne yeah 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 definitely especially when you compare it with the following film which has very little batman <laughs> very yeah. little batman the less talked about that film the better <laughs> I, I i still really enjoy that film as well personally I, so do i yeah um and yeah, and I think the overall structure, um, just really enjoy it. Um, I think the first time I saw it, I didn't overly enjoy the pacing because it felt like the film was over over uh, after two hours, but then it kept going for an additional half an hour the first time I watched it. But once I've had sequential vi- viewings of it, sort of just feels a little bit more justified and a little bit better paced. Um, yeah, so I'll let Duty say some of his posarinos. The soundtrack is really, really good. I, I think that's the soundtrack and the sound design, and this is fantastic. The, the sort of the the, the SWAT team sort of uh, car chase scene, if you will, under the in the sort of the tunnel areas with the the Hans Zimmer score and the engine roaring of the the Batmobile is is something that's fucking rad. Um, as well as the the stunts, the stunts in this are fucking fantastic, especially the flipping of the truck. Um, that is a fucking practical stunt that just looks fantastic uh and then the comedy that sort of immediately ensues that that you know joker gets out of it he's disney he fucking fires the gun and falls over and stuff like that i like the i like the introduction to the film in regards to scarecrow got away in batman begins and it immediately sort of wraps that up at the start of this one because we get you know batman going after scarecrow and he captures him uh as well as the bank heist scene in the middle of the day is is something that you don't you wouldn't necessarily expect to see in a Batman film because it's it's a heist in the middle of the day. But I like how that they sort of do it. That you know we have to do us we have to do our crime during the day because we're too scared to do it at night time. It's a pretty fucking great film. Um, there are things I don't like about it, but there are also things I respect about it. Like when people say it's my favorite Batman film or it's my favorite comic book film, I'm like. I don't agree with that, but I understand why you think that, and I and it's at least you're not going. My favorite films, Batman and Robin. Okay, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where like if someone says Batman, uh, the Dark Knight is my favorite comic book film. I'm like, I understand why it's a comic favorite comic book film. I like the the portrayal of Two Face in this is better than what we previously got with Tommy Lee Jones, uh, especially the the <laughs> hard comparisons. You take that yeah. back. Uh, it's, <laughs> the the CGI on his face is pretty cool. I kind of like that it was sort of a an explosion and it's his, his face is rotted away um, rather than sort of the traditional acid on his face and his face is sort of melted on one side. The Joker, uh, I like his his actual sort of his 
get up if you will his actual suit he's sort of he's wearing a suit he's wearing a three-piece but then he's wearing a trench coat over the top of it i kind of like that sort of thing and yes it's a purple suit but it's not a purple suit that's like jack nicholson bright fucking purple to the points where your fucking eyeballs are screaming because the color is so loud it's this it's the darker sort of modernisms of the the outfit and then you see jared leto wearing a fucking like purple trench coat and no shirt and boxer pants and fucking weird random crap it's 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 still got the the classic joker look but it is modernized for being able to actually get away with being seen in public wearing those colors yes Mm. agreed the costuming in this is very good. Mm, mm. Fantastic. I, I do like yeah. as well that how they actually sort of explain why Batman has a different suit, where, like, you watch the other Batman films, it's like, oh, he's got a different suit. Why? Like, why are you wearing a different suit? Where in this one, it's like, well, he wants to be able to... He, well, he wants to be quicker. He wants to be able to turn his head and stuff like that. But they, they flat out say... more room for his nipples. <laughs> they, they flat out say, like, yep, yeah, you can do that, but you lose, you know, you lose a bit of protection. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll be more susceptible to dogs, but you do fine against cats sort of thing. So it, it makes him quicker, but it sort of, you know, takes away some of his body armor from it. And and I, I kind of like that reasoning for it rather than just, it's a new movie. Let's give him a new suit. Let's sell new toys. Like it's, it's no way we're, we're deliberately upgrading him and telling you why we're upgrading him sort of thing. And he does feel like an upgrade from Batman Begins in general. Like he feels like he knows what he's doing a lot more. Whereas in Batman Begins, we had, you know, those few... Fucking duck. Shut up! Um, Keep going in. We have... The, Keep we going. Have those moments in Batman Begins. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't those stop. moments in Batman Begins where fucking hell, Batman, um, like, it's... Gets kind of schooled quite a bit in Batman Begins. Um, Scarecrow gets him, and he, you know, fire and even Alfred. even to a degree, <laughs> even to a degree, his fight with um, Raz Al Ghul. Um, like even to a degree, his fight with him, he didn't necessarily win that. He just kind of <laughs> ran away. <Yeah. laughs> so like we get we get a much more competent batman in this film which makes it even more um interesting when we have the best batman we've got so far and yet he's still not quite enough because it's not a brute force battle anymore yeah Mm. well we've got to start talking about negatives ian so uh yes let's 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 hear your negatives okay um it's not a perfect film no film is perfect as i always say so i think this movie um it does go for a little bit too long Two and a half hours is long for any movie. Um, it's particularly long in this movie because it's a, it's an action movie. So action movies, you don't generally expect it. You don't expect an action movie to go for two and a half hours. Hmm. Um, I think that's where the feeling of the pacing came from as well is because it's two and a half hours and about... I think it's probably around, felt like it was probably around that two-hour mark where we felt like it was going to end when Joker gets arrested. Um, and then it goes into um, the third act. So it's it's uh, it does have some problems there. But um, I, I do feel like the, the big downside for me in terms of this story and why it feels so long is that whole... Um, boat sequence at the end with the um the bombs on them i for me that is probably the downfall for this film um if i had to pick a scene that i just didn't like 
anywhere near as much as the others. It is that whole situation where they've got the triggers to each other's bombs. I understand why they did it. It just doesn't feel like it fits tonally with some of the rest of the movie with um, this element that for some reason we're supposed to believe that they wouldn't blow up the other boat to save their own yeah, lives. Yeah, a boat full of convicts is not, not going to blow up another boat. Like I said, it, it, it feels yeah. like at the climactic moment that the film slows down as opposed to ramping up. It feels like it sort of ramps up along the way when he's actually caught. Like, so you obviously have the truck flip and all those sort of elements there. And then into the tail end of it, where it's meant to probably ramp up more, it sort of stagnates a little bit. And I think you're right. I think those scenes are what cause that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, though, in having said that as well, I feel like it does make this film feel different as well, that pacing. And um, it, it does add itself to a more complex story in the way that it doesn't feel like a traditional movie in the sense mm. particularly a, a traditional comic book movie it feels different um but yeah i think that's probably my biggest negative with this movie would have to be around that that boat sequence in general oh, wow okay mm, fair. my major negatives with this film is really from a storyline perspective from the way that it works is there's too many acts of convenience in here or too many things where it's like this would only occur if it was the perfect scenario and they try mm. and make out that the joker although saying that he's not a planner planned he, it. he is a planner <laughs> and he has organized everything no matter what direction it can go but like there, there's certain bits and pieces in there and it's it's repeated throughout the film like it's it's pretty much constantly happening like, if I take an example of when you have them chasing Harvey Dent in the police car, is they go into the underpass. Now, one of the things that Siobhan did actually point out is that the flaming fire truck was only blo- blocking one side of the road, so they could have gone onto the other side of the road and stayed up at the top. But it's like when they leave the underpass, they leave at the exact exit, which has Joker goons sitting there ready to tie up the helicopter. Like, yeah. what if they had turned off at the next exit? Are they say are they implying that every exit had Joker goons? And there's just mm. little bits and pieces like that. The fact that when he gets back to the gets back to the uh, interrogation room in the police station, there's he would he had no idea what the time was. He wouldn't have known when these people were going to blow up. Yet it it just yeah. perfectly times it out for the, for these sort of events. For, and I understand yeah, there's a. Yeah. There's a certain amount of storytelling that needs to have that flexibility, obviously. But this film, a lot of it feels too convenient, if you get what I mean. And I think yeah. that's that's my yeah, biggest yeah, issue. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. And, there's there's and, quite yeah. a few moments of that, yeah. And that's the thing, like, it, it, the, those, that particular, like, sort of act, if you will, in the film, that all the timing comes down to the exact second... Like, yeah, Joker might get the timing exactly right, but, like, you also have to then have, like, his goons have to have the timing exactly right. And, like, you see with fucking, you know, someone's getting married, someone's going to rock up late. You know, you could have 99% of the people rock up to the wedding on time. One person's going to rock up late. And the, the likelihood of one of Joker's random goons not getting caught in traffic or fucking stalling the engine or some something that will take something a fraction of a second off is just impossible. Yeah, there's a lot of... In it, very convenient things that happen, particularly in terms of Joker's plot. And particularly when you're saying that the Joker 
doesn't plan things he says that he doesn't plan things but then you're also contradicting yourself a lot because there's a lot of things that he's planned so i don't know if it's intentional because it's he's a character that says and does very different things mm. he's, he's a walking contradiction quite literally but it also sometimes feels like an out that they've given themselves just to be like oh you know what he says isn't what he does and well, I th- Sometimes, yeah, I feel like they've t- tried to give themselves an out to get away with some of these things. Well, as well. I, well I, I do think it it is actually intentional that he goes against what he very much says there, um, and that he is a schemer and a planner. Because one of the things that I never noticed, and Shabon actually pointed out on this viewing, and the biggest indication of that, in my opinion, is the fact that when he is talking to the people on the boat, he has his speech on a notepad. He's sitting there reading mm. off a notepad. <laughs> Which mm. I think goes fundamentally yeah, against him saying that he doesn't plan things because he's literally reading off a notepad. Well, and his whole his whole motive was um, obviously to turn Harvey Dent into a bad guy. So that's why he didn't mind if he had got killed by him in the hospital because then he would have won anyway. So obviously he had a goal, so he had planned to get to that goal. So you have to have... He had to have planned. So, yeah, I, I think it, you're right. It is deliberately intentional. But I think there's also a lot of instances where they're just um, kind of a bit wishy-washy with making things work to the way that they want them to work to suit the plot and the story that they want to tell. Yeah. Do yeah, your sense. your negatives? Um, I don't like the ending ending of this film in regards to the death of Harvey Dent. I think you you sort of set up having a the character of. Two-Face in this film and he should have continued on in the next film he should have been the, your equivalent of Scarecrow moving on to the next film and there's it's a it's a it's a nerd fight that I've seen happen a lot on you know on, on reddits and on twitter and all that sort of stuff like that how they say like Batman is the best in this in this uh, iteration as well as you know that that Henry Cavill Superman is the worst because and they're you know the, the biggest argument to that is Henry Cavill kills General Zod and Superman doesn't kill him. I'm like, you have Batman push Harvey Dent off a roof and he kills him and then he the, the film ends with him having no remorse and then just, you know, driving off and, and the, the end credits where, like, Superman is crying and he is, you know, being nursed by Lois Lane at the end of that film. Um, so the, I, I don't like the end of that and how they sort of just sort of make Batman a hero by killing someone and then he drives off and sort of... I, I don't like that sort of ending. Um, I also don't... It probably comes as no surprise that I don't like how this film has now changed, the, forever changed the character of the Joker, where it's face makeup and paint rather than the white skin, green hair sort of variant. Like we got Joaquin Phoenix's Joker film. It's a fantastic film. I love it. But you can you can see that without the Dark Knight, you wouldn't have that film because it's 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 mm. it's the the characters of both versions of the Joker are very similar in regards to not only their getup but of, and and their their makeup but your their unpredictability and and the sort of you can I'm trying to find a way to fucking word it but it's it's you're more invested in that version rather than just having this sort of unpredictable character that you don't know whether they're going to laugh, smile or slash your throat sort of characteristics that I will say Jared Leto had in some scenes in Suicide Squad um, so there's that um, I don't like the Batman voice is fucking awful in these films I it's it is it is laugh out loud funny when Batman uh, or and Bruce Wayne he finds the cops all sort of tied in the apartment and he does the Batman voice 
as Bruce Wayne, I'm like, I get it, they can't see you, they just think they're talking to Batman, but I'm just sitting there going, can you see how ridiculous this is, this voice? It's, it's fucking stupid, I really hate the voice. Um, the, the whole thing is pretty of, bad. The whole thing of Jim Gordon sort of pretending to be dead, that's another highly unlikely thing, because he dresses up as a SWAT officer, and, and he's, he's sort of in the, in the whole car chase sort of bit, but they establish that a lot of the police force is corrupt, so how the fuck did he get into a SWAT uniform and blend in without one member of this massively corrupt police force noticing that Jim Gordon is alive? Like, explain that. That's because he ran the place. He knows how to get to those. Things. No, but th- there were so many corrupt cops in the in Gotham uh, GCPD that someone's got to see something or know something, and the the likelihood of Joker not being aware that Jim Gordon is alive is highly unlikely, especially when you set up that even, you know, the the character of uh, Ramirez is, she's a good cop, but she's, you know, gone dirty because, you know, of of, of situations in the films and stuff like that as well. So the likelihood of there being only top-level good quality cops that Jim Gordon even wasn't aware that Ramirez was involved in this sort of thing is just incredibly unlikely. Um, I also don't really Yeah, but I feel like it's such a small thing. Like, when you're talking about comic book movies as well, like, how do you... Like, such a small thing isn't that big of a deal. But it's like... like when you're talking about a a movie like Aquaman, for instance, where you can pick it apart for very similar things and you gave it a 9.6... Yeah, but this, you're setting that this is up in a in a incredibly grounded, gritty, non non comic book universe. It's it's supposed to be in somewhat of a realistic current world. Um, and when you're setting that sort of stuff up, and then having that every cop is basically dirty, every politician, every judge, all that sort of stuff like that, and he somehow sort of sneaks into being a, a SWAT in, in in a SWAT being a you know moving a fake Batman, if you will to prison you would have like the most elite of elite guards doing a crucial task like that not just oh let's get every you know tom dick and harry sort of style of swat guard uh, and it's 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 a smaller but same thing as well of like when when the joker's in bruce wayne's penthouse and he's he's just turned around and he's there how did no one in the party notice batman was standing behind him if there was a shot of him like falling from the roof or something i would have been like cool okay but how did, did no one notice him i did want to pick that one up I forgot about that one. How the hell does he get behind him? Yeah, like, you exactly. look around, it is lights it's everywhere, bad. and there's a full circle of people, and he just appears behind him, and no one reacts either. It's just like... Yeah, I, I just it was just like one of those things, I'm like, if there was a shot of the camera panning, and you'd see him just drop from the roof, sweet. He's, he's dropped in from the roof, no one's seen him, but like, no, he's just, he's there, and he's, he's goddamn right, and I'm just like, oh, fuck off. And, and, and the whole thing of the people making out in his bedroom is like, oh my god, you've got a panic room. I'm like, oh my god, Bruce Wayne's disappeared and Batman's in the living room. Oh, I wonder where that's come from. It's just eh, it's stupid. I just, also just have this... Again, it's a movie, have this very, Like, Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's a movie. Those things happen in movies all the oh, time. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, you just... It, it, you can't almost necessarily expect it to be perfectly accurate when it is a comic book movie still 
And even still, when you're talking about non-comic book movies, there's still those things happening in general movies as well anyway. Even if you're talking about something like James Bond, which is also in a gritty universe, you've still got those kinds of ridiculous things happening. Like James Bond fucking shoots a helicopter down with a handgun. Yeah, but James Bond, if James Bond needs to blend into a crowd, he's in a suit. He's not dressed like a fucking bat at a cocktail party. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying, generally speaking, these are the things that, if it were any other movie, you just, like, would... Look yeah, past yeah. It. The, the, the teleporting behind the Joker, I don't, I don't think I'd look past in any film. I think. Oh, I never really cared that much about it. I mean, you just kind of go, "He's Batman, <laughs> motherfucker, is amazing." He just does. I things. do have is this really. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. did he? No, no, go on. Okay. No, I was gonna. Say, I do have this really funny image that I, that I feel of just like when they actually capture the Joker and just Batman standing in the corner of like the darkly lit interrogation room, going, "What time is it?" <laughs> When's the Joker getting in here? <laughs> Jesus Christ, the fucking take it forever. I can't even look at my phone because it'll illuminate my face. <laughs> and, and, and like that's that's a fantastic scene. I really like that. You know, you think it's just you know Joker and Gordon, and the lights turn on, a Batman standing behind. Like that's and it's a fantastic scene because you you can see that when he's punching him, he's smearing his like face paint and stuff on his face and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. But there's just there's just things in this film that like. The, the, okay, the smallest, and this is the smallest of smallest fucking nitpicks here, but it's when they're talking to Mr. Lau in the, in the, the, the kitchen, and they put the TV on the table, and it's, and it's like, Mr. Lau can see you all. Where's the fucking camera? Like, where's the webcam on top of the TV so he can see you? You've literally just put a TV and got he can see you. Oh, come on, that, that's a nitpicky. <laughs> that's, that's what I said, that's a very that's low nitpicky. extremely nitpicky. Nitpick. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it is still a great film, but there's just there's small things about it in regards to the teleporting Batman and Jim Gordon and stuff like that. But also the thing of Two Face generally sort of comes out of nowhere. Like he has no, I don't really see he has no anger management issues prior to him having his face blown off. Yes, he does. He's, before he becomes Two Face, he steals the guy who yeah, from the ambulance and beats him. Well. And- like it, it, it's just it's. Sort of like Daenerys Targaryen. He's fun, and then he's he's fucking angry. Like there was no pro- slow progression. Seeing his character sort of get angry and stuff like that. It was just. Uh, I don't on. know. I kind of feel like there was. Yeah. I kind of feel like there was because like it was a situation where people were dying, and he was even named as supposed to be a victim as well before that happened. Um, and then it got to the point where. He, has his fucking wife, or sorry, girlfriend's name on the badge, so she's being called out as well. So, like, there's a lot of situation there for him to jump to the driver's seat of the okay. of the ambulance and take it away. And then, obviously, you get that before he becomes Two-Face as well, so it kind of almost transitioned really well into that. So I feel like his transition was really well written. I would almost say that's one of the biggest positives about this film. I also do think that they kind of establish it in a way because they do it very early on in the film where he's like, what am I, like my nickname at the MC, um, at the major crimes unit. And then they say it later on the face, Harvey Two-Face. So they sort of make it established or a character point that he was known as Harvey Two-Face previously to this, which means there's probably a side of the character that, is in the past that you hadn't necessarily seen in the film. So I think it does also establish that as a backstory of it, that he does have another side. Yeah, you'd, you'd think in a two-and-a-half-hour film, though, you'd somewhat show the reasoning for Harvey Two, or the, the, the nickname of Harvey Two-Face at something. Even in the court scene, like, the, 
A, there's a fucking guy with a gun sitting in his lap next to a judge that no one seems to notice. But when he pulls it on him, he just sort of pulls it apart and then punches him. I'm just like, no, like, fucking, like, start Well, it's kind of alluded as well with... You have that conversation with him and with um, Jim Gordon where, you know, Gordon says, like, oh, if I didn't work with anyone that you ever investigated, I'd have no one left to work with, which kind of implies that he... You know, goes beyond the normal. Yeah, I, I think that. So there's a, there's a few things that allude to it, and I don't think you necessarily have to fully call those things out and show that situation because then it would have been too mm. in your face in a way. If you had a, shown a scene where he's doing that before, there's a need to jump to that level where his girlfriend's being called out as "I'm gonna fucking kill your girlfriend" on a bad. And the the actor who uh, who has the Rachel Dawes badge is Polka Dot Man for the Suicide Squad film. It is too. I know oh, I yeah, it is. Him. Yeah. I didn't remember where from. There you go. But, or, actually, sorry, I just need to... Uh, we, I'm not sure whether we have to wrap up soon, but I just had to bring this up yep. because I think this is the biggest plot hole in this entire film. Super serious. <laughs> like, the Joker saw Batman in clear light, right? That room was fully illuminated. He saw Batman's face. He knew what he looked like. Not a chance in hell... Would he have mistaken Harvey Dent's butt chin and known? <laughs> that he, he he would have known straight away that he was bullshitting. Like that man's got a solid butt chin on him, and Christian Bale doesn't. Like that's the most unbelievable thing know, about this film. And also, uh, <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne is the only man in this version of Gotham that has a lisp. Like, not hard to track down who Batman is. True. <laughs> Does Batman have a lisp though, or does yeah. only Bruce Wayne have? Where a were lisp? they going? He's got a lisp. When you hear it, when he you does notice, not. When you Get of it. it. He's got a fucking lisp. I don't know. I don't it's, know. it's a, it's a lot. Be- like... uh, to be fair, it's a lot better than that fucking line from Batman and Robin. Tell me, Doctor, do you like the circus? <laughs> <laughs> that line still fucking okay. gets me in Batman. Uh, no, Batman Forever. Jeez. Do you like the circus? Batman Forever, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got to get on to scores now, guys. Uh, uh, Tom, you can go first. All right, so I think this film is still fantastic. Um, when was this released? 2008, so 12 years... Oh, Jesus Christ, 12 years later. Mm. Um, it's still really enjoyable, I think. Fundamentally, the only reason... Because you'll see that... We'll see that other films that we've done that I've rated very highly is I don't really find much to pick it apart. I think it's just that I've seen this film so many times and have just built up little negatives and stuff along the way and have been able to pick up more of them. So the fact that I've listed more negatives doesn't actually mean that I think it's worse than some of the other ones that I've put barely any negatives in on. So I think... I don't know, butt chins are bigger. <laughs> hmm? Teleporting Batman and butt chins. <laughs> big negatives. Big negatives. Uh, so overall, I think I would give this film a 9 Still pretty fucking high. It deserves yeah. it. Mm. Mm. Mr. Johnson. Uh, yeah, I obviously really like this film as well. It's definitely not without its negatives. It's not a perfect film by any means. And it does definitely have its flaws, which is showing, I think, a bit more and more. Um, but this movie has had such an impact on not just other comic book films after it, but films in general after it. Um, just the way that we get protagonists, um, the way that things are written, our expectations for any adaptation has changed. Mm. Um, before that, obviously, 
we with Batman Begins we sort of got it. It was still a little bit in that realm of it's not quite an action movie. It's more so a comic book action movie. Yeah. Whereas this one is the one that sort of broke the mold and said, we expect more. We expect comic book movies to be quality movies. Um, and I think that is kind of where we've got to now with our movies. We have such high expectations, which going into the Batman soon, high expectations. Hmm. Um, and obviously that's why we're reviewing this as well, because we're comparing it to that. <laughs> yeah, upcoming film. Um, yeah. I'm also... Yeah, I'm also going to give this movie a nine because I think it's a fantastic film. Not without its flaws, but fantastic film in general. Funnily enough, though, just just wanted to quickly mention on the comparison point, mm. this film, re-watching it, is not as dark as I remembered it being. There's a lot more comedy. There's, no. It's a lot lighter-hearted than I remembered it being. And I was just like, well, maybe the new one is going to be super dark. But this really wasn't, in my opinion, looking back at it. No. has has some pretty funny moments in it as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in, in regards to where to give it. I've got two sort of scores. Um, it is just remember you gave Aquaman a nine point oh, yeah, six. It's not going to be in a nine point six. I'm telling you that. Now. <laughs> um, it's it, it is a great film. I, I do like. I, I, I understand and respect why people think it is the greatest comic book film, and to some degree, to those arguments, I I, I agree with it. Um, I don't like though how it's it's completely changed the the idea of the Joker. If someone says the Joker, their first sort of thought is either either Heath Ledger or it's Joaquin Phoenix. It's not a you know, traditional sort of interpretation or not just the, the character of the, himself in the books. Um, and even to that, it's, you know, when we were talking about the, you know, the new recent Joker film before it even came out, as soon as the face paint was shown, I went, oh, fuck off with the face paint sort of thing. And it's, it's all stemmed from this film because this film did really well. The interpretation of this Joker in this universe is really good. But from that now, everyone is trying to copy it and trying to have... But is that unfair to put that the effect that that movie has had on the score of this movie? It's one of the reasons why, why I'm not a huge fan of it because it's now people are trying to copy it and they're either doing... They're either trying to copy it or do the exact opposite and go as far away from it as possible, which is what Jared Leto, you can see, probably but went too far with. Is that not just a natural progression of the character from a film base? Like, so if you look at Cesar Romero's rendition of the Joker and then it becoming Jack Nicholson is obviously he took some of the things that were good about that character and adjusted them, but it was of a different character to Cesar Romero's and then naturally that is a progression. Do you not believe that's just the natural progression of how characters change over time like that? I, I wouldn't say I'd say yes and no like I understand you want to have you you want to have the character progress but this version of the Joker I wouldn't say is a progression of the character in regards to they tried to put this character in, in a in a realistic setting rather than it's traditional setting like you weren't having a Cesar Romero Joker and a Jack Nicholson Joker they were still yes you know, goofy and they're actually laughing around and having all that fun and all that sort of crap like that as well but it wasn't a it wasn't a dark gritty realistic we don't know his name he has no fingerprints you know he has no tags on his clothes he has face scars that look like he's been eating zooper dupers sort of things like that but then from there like he's like all right if you want to progress the character again take the personality don't take the face paint and the and the that sort of version of it. if you just but type the joke that- 
is that unfair to put other people copying this movie against the score of this movie? Yeah, that's that's why like, I, that's what other people have done, not necessarily what this movie has done. Yeah, that's that's why I'm stuck with the score on this one. Um, it is it isn't my favorite out of the three. Batman Begins is my favorite, um, but it is still a good film. I like the opening IMAX sort of shots of the bank heist and all that sort of stuff like that, and the setup of the Joker and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. So yeah, cool. So. Just to confirm, Aquaman was better. I enjoyed this. Aquaman, yes. By 1.6. <laughs> By a full 16%. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Aquaman, all right. <laughs> Look, all right, I get it. I have bad taste. I mean, teeth. Well, it was a nice podcast while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's not going to get higher than that, but like, I'm happy to do it for another episode at some point in the future of re-reviewing Aquaman as Ian has suggested a couple of times now you need to rescore Aquaman <laughs> I'm uh, mm. anyway <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this week's episode oh actually no I do have some some comments on the listener community to actually read out I'm so sorry uh, Ian if you could do some natural padding so I could find these that'd be great oh that's a nice pad it's so cushiony that pad this cushion is different to that cushion. It's a bit more sort of velvety in texture, but it's still padding. I, you know, it's still quite. I, I just think you should talk about the uh, the exclusive content that's going to be coming to Ir Johnson's OnlyFans account. Fuck. All right, I've I got know. the comments. <laughs> On my OnlyFans, you can expect to see. <laughs> I, I, I do want to do an early fans now. Uh, we've got Lauren Vizzini. I am waiting for Vizzini, which is uh, Dave's wife from Super Movie Bros. I absolutely loved this movie. Heath Ledger as the Joker is absolutely my favourite Joker ever portrayed in the Batman movies TV shows. Yes, yes, Mark Hamill has a great Joker laugh, but still, fuck off, Lauren. Uh, I've <laughs> I've watched this movie so many <laughs> times that I continue to watch it. It is my favourite in the series. I don't think I would watch... It as much as if it wasn't for Heath Ledger. I suppose Batman was fine in it, and it was great that he killed Rachel Dawes. Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent is was great. Better than Heath. Better than Mark Hamill. Fuck off. Uh, Andy Campbell, of course. Absolutely. For me, it's still one of the coolest comic book movies around. Heath Ledger's performance still holds up. He gave us a great different into Joker, which fills you with dread as you don't know what he will do. That's a pretty good point. Uh, the movie score from Hans Zimmer is the best, and the opening scene with the bank heights is just the 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 okay. Logo, the, the the you're making a circle with your pointy finger and your thumb. I interpret that as mint. Oh, mint. Okay. Well, then <laughs> That's how mint. I would normally interpret it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the comedy with the or cops tops. in this movie is great, and I love that it continues in Dark Knight Rises. Okay, Andy, we need to have some words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's got to do great it comments. For- I agree with all of them. Motherfucker. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this week's <laughs> episode of Shake and Not Nerd. Now, if you did enjoy this episode, you may not have. I might, I might have pissed you off and nerd kajigged you. Um, then you can leave us a review in the podcasting platform you're listening to, and I read them out on the show verbatim. So if you say that The Dark Knight is the best movie ever and Duty can suck a big old bag of dicks, then guess what? I get to read it uh, verbatim. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a review, so please yeah. don't forget to put that yep. review in where Duty can suck a exactly. big bag of dicks. Exactly. Whole big bag of dicks. If you'd like to see Ian's OnlyFans account, please also let us know on the Shake and Not Nerd listener community and we can set this up. Uh, it, it won't take too long. I was going to say, we have some existing content that we can just straight upload. Oh, yeah, I've still got those photos. Hey, yeah, we do. That's going to do it for me. Don't make me sue you. That's do it for me on this week. That's a $200 OnlyFans thing we could do, Ian. It's you and Laundry. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>
and that's going to do it for me this week. I've been duty. Uh, I'm broken now. I'm tired enough. <laughs> I've been in. Chica, chica. I've been Tom. Sorry, Albuquerque.